Blog Talk Radio. This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August 8th, 2022. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Today we have a very special guest, Brittany B.B. Martin is a cast member of WeTV's new hit reality series, Supersize Salon, which follows the staff of the first beauty salon that caters to the plus-size community. The reality show follows six women business owners from across the country who joined forces to open the world's first recognized plus-size salon customized to accommodate women of all sizes and shapes up to 800 pounds. Brittany, who was crowned Miss Florida Plus America 2012, is a celebrity artist and owner of BB Desire Glam in West Palm Beach, Florida. The beauty bar is a complete custom luxury, one-stop shop beauty experience that specializes in enhancing and redefining the beauty in everyone. Supersize Salon airs Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on WeTV, and the series will also stream on All Black every Tuesday following its WeTV airing. And we are super excited to speak to Brittany today. Let's welcome Brittany to the show. And she is not on the line yet, so we're going to give her a few minutes to see if she can connect with us. If not, we'll have to reschedule to a later date. But if you have been, oh, here she is. Hi, Brittany. Hello. Well, thank you for being with me today. I know you're super busy. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor and a pleasure. So I want to learn more about you prior to the reality show because you um, are accomplished before we even start talking about the show. Yes, let's do it. Let's get into it. You have a degree in political science. So how did you even transition into the beauty industry? I know. Who even knows? I think it was one of those situations where it chose me and not the other way around. Um, I did go to Norfolk State University um, to focus on political science with the intentions of going to law school. Um, So for me, that was my original plan and, and pursuit. And in college, I got into radio. And so I was a radio personality um, on Hot 91.1 radio station for, I think, about, like, four four years or so. Um, and I think that kind of opened me up into, like, a change of pace, um, a different perspective on maybe the possibilities of what I thought I wanted to do moving forward versus what I really kind of fell in love with. 
and in media, I think working radio kind of opened me up into like promotions and marketing where we were doing more events, we were doing more parties. So me and my girls, we were going out more. Um, we had engagements to be present for. And in college, you know, it's a struggling, it's a struggling time. Nobody has, we didn't have no money to be going to a salon to get hair and makeup done. So it was kind right. of like we were figuring it out on our own. And I was that friend. I was the girl, we got a party, we have an event we got to go to, I need you to, to get my face together, I need you to do something with my hair, um, that kind of situation. And I think for me then, it was just more like a hobby. It was like, okay, I just make sure me and my girls and my friends look good before we step out. And then I moved to Florida, and I went corporate. I went completely corporate and <laughs> took a whole different path. I was working um, for one of the largest telecommunications companies, and I did that for some years um and it was I was just so miserable in that role um and the whole robotics of it um to the point where I just felt like I I no longer I no longer saw myself like I had lost me I had lost my drive I had lost my passion for what it was that just excited me um and I think I kind of I, I went back to that to that college place to the things that you know, where I first tapped in and I was finding who I was and I was finding what I was into. And um, so while I was working corporate, I ended up putting myself through beauty school and I, I re-fell in love with what it was that for me at once upon a time used to just be a hobby. And from so, there, it kind of just took a world of its own. <laughs> and so how long have you been in the beauty industry now? Um, since 2014. Okay. So you are a successful salon owner of BB Desire Glam. Now, how long has that business been open? So I started that business in 2016, um, but I have been in my standalone location since 2019, which was my first, like, solo standoff business. Up until that point, I had been in other suites or it was still BB Desire Glam, but it was in other people's locations. Um, so 2019 was our first like standoff. So when you say it was own. in other people's location, like you were renting a booth at, at other salons? Yeah, I'd have like a private suite. Um, like I got my own like private suites in other salons or business locations. And so my clients would come into an, a different establishment and come into my private suite. That's and been so, going on since 2016. And so BB Desire Glam is currently open and taking customers right now, or did you close it oh. down? No, no, absolutely. So the only time we were closed down was during the mandatory shutdown that we had here in Florida, um, which was back when, like, COVID first kind of took over. Um, all beauty all beauty industries were mandated to shut down just for safety protocols and for the safety of, you know, the community. But other than that, we've been open and running. We are currently open and running. We are currently taking clients. Um, yeah. And how close are you to Miami? I'm not that familiar with Florida. So we are, I'm in the West Palm Beach, which is, I would say, about an hour north of Miami. Um we're about 45 minutes from Fort Lauderdale north and then about an hour from Miami. 
just depending on what part of Miami you're coming from. Got it. And so I just wanted to establish before the reality show, you had things going on. You were successful. You're educated. I wanted to establish that before we even got into the reality show. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's kind of how I guess they found me when they approached me for the reality show is because my business, my salon, I'm also an owner of a boutique. My salon is a beauty bar and boutique. Um, and that's been open and running and successful um, on its own long before the show. And that was how they kind of contacted me through that to be a part of the show. And you were also active in the plus size community because um, I see you are my pageant sister. I don't know if you know what pageant I sister. am. You were the first, honey. You set the tone. Of course I know that. <laughs> and you were Miss Florida Plus, plus America 2012, and you did some plus-size modeling um, as well, right? Yes, that's correct. That is absolutely correct. And it was so it was actually so funny because all of the current queens, well, majority of them, were able to make it to my um, premiere that I held for the show here in West Palm. So it was kind of like a, a beautiful full circle um, kind of moment in, in for the pageant world. Yes, yes, I saw the pictures. I saw it was a lot of queens there. So yes, they showed up and showed out. Now, see, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm just. Um, we're just meeting because around 2012, when you got involved, I was living in Los Angeles and probably mm-hmm. not coming to the national pageants. But we're connected now, so the next thing you have, I'll be there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, okay, now we're going to get into the reality show. So how long have you known Jamie Lopez? Because I'm curious as to what is a storyline and what is real life. Now, tell me if you are contractually not obligated to say some things. You know, that's fine. Some things I will let you know if I can and cannot answer. Um, I think that's a safe question. I so I try, I try, can I try to clarify this because I know for those who are following the show, it's a little confusing. Um, yeah, because they didn't really give understand. a good backstory. Yeah, and then it's trying to understand why some characters come off a certain way and why some personalities seem this way. It's because I actually didn't know her going into um, the show. We had never met in person. There was no prior, like, relationship built there. There was just an online, like, we both followed each other online. And, you know, in the plus-size community, we all try to, like, support each other. And we would just, like, like and comment, that kind of thing. But I didn't really know. I I actually wasn't even familiar with, like, her full story. Um, But what you guys are seeing now started back before covid um, so originally the first the first round of being a part of her salon, which is Baby Doll Beauty Couture, was all of us meeting prior to COVID. And so we were supposed to, we were green-lighted to have this whole situation happen before COVID, but then COVID put a stop on things. So there was like a year and a half, almost two-year delay. And so in that time, you know, everybody was kind of trying to figure out life, just like I'm assuming, you know, everybody was trying to figure out 
how to pivot and what to do during COVID, we all kind of were doing our own thing and then came back together after COVID. So what you guys are kind of walking to in the first preview of the show is seeing all of us kind of coming back together after have been separated for so long during COVID and maneuvering and now coming back to help get this thing back up and going and get the ground rolling. Now, some so of the you ladies, did film scenes before COVID and then it stopped. Um, yes, but I don't think you guys see that. Um, okay. Everything, everything viewers are seeing is. Okay. So when you were all. To answer your question, yes, there was. (laughs) So when you were all in the salon and she was like, why haven't y'all checked up on me? That was just during that lockdown COVID time she was referring to? Um, I am assuming so. And see, and that's where my confusion was. So, again, some of the ladies have known, Jamie has known them for years. Everybody except for me and Taj. So me and Taj are the, we came in the same. We didn't know anybody. We, we weren't friends. We were the newbies to the group. And because we were the newbies, me and her kind of bonded over that because there was a little separation when we first came in, and it was a lot of, like, you know, old school versus new school kind of girl treatment, um, which made us collectively just bond together over coming into a new experience where we didn't know anybody and we were kind of just trying to get to know everyone. Um, And so, yeah, I'm assuming that that was the, the reference over the course of the COVID years that we have been separated. Um, but prior to that, I had spent very, very little time around any of them. So I was just confused on why there was like, why that was the attitude as if like, to, to me, it, it felt more like you're being a bad friend. And my perspective was like, but girl, we're not friends. Like, I don't even really. Like, I just been cast to be on the show. like where is this kind of coming from and I was like we're getting to know each other but prior to that we literally strictly had a work relationship and not saying that you can't still check on people just because you have a work relationship with them but it was it was just like a we've never shared personal conversations you've never entrusted me in that way yet for me to kind of just dive in and call you and and see what's kind of going on. And then the other point of that was, like, I really was going through a lot of my own hardships during that time that I was like, you know, they say you got to take care of yourself before you can be there for anybody else. I was trying to pick myself up and keep myself up and, and support my family during some of the hardest times of our lives. So it wasn't an intentional shade to her. It was really just like, girl, you've been going through it. I've been going through it. And in that process, you know, maybe – I just, I wasn't able to show up for you instead of you assuming that I just, like, intentionally didn't want to. So on the show, it said everyone closed their businesses down to go and support her. And I thought that was weird. So when you were filming, your business was still up and running, correct? No. So that was facts for myself and Taj are the two people on the show who actually have brick and mortar locations. And, um, and I absolutely did because at the time, because of COVID, I had to like let go of staff or people left to, you know, get out of the industry and find something else to do because of COVID and they still had to be able to support 
their families. So when it finally got the call to go film, um, I was working my salon by myself. I didn't have staff then at that time. Okay. And so, okay. so I, I literally did have to close my salon down to go show up and be there um, to help with, with the opening of that salon. And so when you initially got involved with Baby Doll Beauty Couture, it was this time during filming. You weren't involved with anything prior to, like, the show was saying it was open before and welcome back. No, that is referring to all of us who had come together prior to COVID. Okay. And there, okay. And there was. And I think the premise that maybe is kind of missed in the beginning was that it wasn't just a, a re-grand opening. It was a whole new location. And so the other location um, previously before COVID was in a different area, and there was a lot of hardships that came with that location. And so this was a new location. It was we're all back for the first time, and it was a, you know, let's, let's open it, let's reopen bigger and better than the last one. So when you see the girls going around and walking and going like, ooh, this is nice, like new location, new area, like all of that stuff is genuine because we had all seen the previous location. Got it. So how did you even become a cast member of this show? Did you have to audition? Um, Jamie says she handpicked people, but I know she couldn't just handpick people without WeTV having a say-so in it. <laughs> so um, I was reached out to. So uh, um, they found me and reached out. And, again, that's why I said my, my own business, BB Desire Glam, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, really set the tone for that. Um, they saw what I was doing. They saw that my business was successful. They liked what I, you know, had visibly online and thought that I would be a great fit for what they were trying to do. And so they reached out to me. Um, she reached out to me, and we kind of just took it from there. So that goes, just a tip for people listening, the importance of keeping your social media up because they found you through social media then. Absolutely. They found me on Instagram. And so I know people go, oh, Instagram's fake and it's not real. And it's, But I said, listen, every avenue has, you know, it's, it's, it's goods and it's bads. It's, it's, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes balance is important and you have to find the balance for yourself and anything that you're doing. But they absolutely, this, I, it's, it's so funny because we laugh about it because, um, before she directly reached out to me, she, I think, just saw me for herself, sent my information to production, and had them contact me. Girl, I thought it was a scam. I thought somebody, <laughs> like, you know, people just be playing in your inbox. And I was right. I ignored him for weeks. I ignored him. And finally, she hit me and was like, girl, I'm doing this thing I really want you to be a part of. I think you'd be perfect. I have my people trying to reach out to you. They're saying they can't reach you. And I was like, oh, this little man in my inbox, is um, he's legit. And I'm like, talk about blocking your own blessings. I almost blocked my own blessings with the mentality of like, oh, everything online is fake or it's scammers trying to get over. And it was a legit opportunity. And I want to point out having quality content on Instagram, even though you didn't have a million followers, you still is able to get opportunities just by 
having quality pictures and quality content and a good website? Yeah, for me, it's always been, and I think throughout, that's like the theme of my life for me, whether it's relationships, friendships, for me, it's always been quality over quantity. You don't, and, and for me, when you're passionate about what you're doing, I don't think people should approach social media or their business with maybe what's directly being reflected. Maybe you only have 200 followers and you see other people and they have 200K. But if those 200 followers are all being transferred into clientele and they're engaged with you and when you put up something they all go support and buy, your business can still be very successful without it translating to viral numbers on social media. And for me, I was always taught to post into work targeting the clientele that I want, even if that's not the clientele that I have at the moment. And so I always knew what I wanted my brand to be and what I wanted that to feel and look like. And so whether I was there yet wasn't going to stop me from putting out the quality because I knew that the clientele that I wanted to target towards was going to be a, a clientele that wanted luxury and they wanted quality. And it wasn't about speed or time or how fast you could do something or how many people you could get in and out. It was about quality, luxury, and having an experience. And so I feel like I tried to do that with my website. Um, For those who come into the actual salon site, that's what you get. And I feel like I try to reflect that in the photos and in the imagery and the videos that I put out online. Absolutely. And so far, there's been two episodes aired um, of the show, Supersize Salon, and the yes. last episode, um, you got into a heated argument with another cast member. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel about the editing on the show? Do you think you're being made into a villain? Um, I think um, maybe villain is strong, but I definitely feel like editing is helping to position like this mean girl um, kind of point of view strictly. And I say villain is strong just because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can only edit what is there, right? So it's not to say that those things weren't said and that those things didn't happen. But I also think when you see and hear different stuff in context, sometimes it completely changes what you think you're viewing. And so if you are seeing the climax of a situation, but you're not always shown what happened to initiate it or some, some clips for people, you're not seeing how, yeah, it went there, but then you're not seeing the resolve. I think then you just have this one zoned in frame of mind of what you think you know about people. And I try to tell people, sometimes you guys are watching things that went on for hours. You guys are watching things that went on for for minutes, but sometimes you're only seeing 30, 60 second clips of it, and then you're you're missing a lot of context around the actual clips that you are seeing. So I think that can like, you know, it can skew it can skew things. Um, I think the people in my real life who know me know I've never been like mean girl style. I like actually that's like. I, I hate that. I hate the bully vibes. That's something I've never been with and never been a part of. And that whole, like, mean girl to mean girl thing is never something I've ever been a part of. But I think, you know, it's TV. Like, you sign up for it, so we all know. Well, maybe we don't all know, but 
people will learn and people will realize that, you know, everything is not always at face value. Right. And on episode two, when you got into that big fight, it was triggered by using the term paid clients or something like that. Now, it was. give me the back backstory. Why was that such a big deal? So I watched it as a viewer and I try to watch as a viewer and like, you know, you know, I was there, I lived it, but I try to watch as a viewer and see. And so I don't disagree with what like people have seen, like, Girl, you're in a salon, everybody's clients are paid, but everybody's clients weren't paid. And that's not a shade to anyone in particular. But because of the setting we were in, we we had what you would call model clients. And even sometime in my own business, like when you first start out and maybe you want to get photos of a certain look, you'll put a post out and you'll say, hey, I'm taking models. And maybe they'll get a discounted, an extremely discounted price on a service, or sometimes you're looking for a free model where they could come get a service and they don't pay because you're using them for their pictures or their photos or to, you know, maybe just learn a look or something like that. And so we were told that there were model clients and there were clients that would be like actual clients, which is why we use the word like actual or paid, because there was also family and friends of different castmates who were coming on to support as family and friends. There were people who had been casted as models um, to be a part of it. They, they got genuine, complete services, um, but just some people didn't have to you know, spend, and then there were clients who were just booking, not even some, like some of our clients didn't even know they were coming on a TV show initially. They just literally saw, oh, BB Desire Glam is in Vegas. I like her work. I'm booking her. And then they found out after, because of course we have to let them know what's going on. And so prior to the whole conversation, it actually looks like it was a conversation going on that we kind of jumped into. It was actually a conversation happening between myself and Taj. And then the other girls kind of came around, and once they were listening to us talk, they kind of got into the conversation that me and her were having. And we didn't want to use the term model on on TV, so we were just trying to be like, you know, actual paid clients, like distinguishing between the ones who weren't. And so that's why you see, like, Taj's clip and me, we were so confused about why saying that they're a paid client was so triggering because we're like, we all know this. We all know that. Some of these clients are model clients and some of them are paid clients. And right. Some of them are just saying, booked to be on the show. Yes. Correct. And because I know. I have no idea about the show. And I, well, I know Honey Boo Boo's mama that y'all did didn't come and pay for that because she's a part of WeTV too. I'm going to let that sit right there on that one. But yes, <laughs> they were on the show. And. Yes, I think that's a perfect example that you're giving right there. Um, but, yeah, that, that was literally all of that meant. And, and again, I'm, I'm the only person on the show from the East Coast. And I'm like, we filmed on the West Coast. And so when they're like, well, do you have people, the conversation that was going on was like, oh, well, my friends and my homegirl's going to come through and she's going to support and my homeboy's going to come through and my family and my boyfriend and things like that. And so we were like, these are not our homeboys or homegirls, not to diss them saying that they don't have clients who could come support. It was like, we don't live over here. So I don't have family and friends in Vegas. I don't have like 
people who just want to come just to look and see. The people that I have that are coming into the salon are people who literally just went online and booked my business. None of them even knew about the TV show. I had to give mm-hmm. them waivers and tell them after they booked that if I need these, we're going to be the standards that they had to agree to. And that but- was... That was the point that was trying to be made. The the cast member, I and I forget the girl's name who you got in the argument with, but Ayla. she should she knows all of this too. So why was she so upset with you? Was it just an undertone or something else that was going on? Period. There was we had you guys see a very small clip of our like I'd say makeup conversation outside, and in the end of it, what we discussed was really that, like, there was some other stuff going on. It was just a bad day overall, and that there was some behind-the-scenes triggering, um, which I'll just say somebody else really had a problem and an issue and wanted to address it but didn't. They kind of called around and got other people hyped up. And for her, it was like, it was a bad day. Your tone escalated, and that was enough for her to be like, let's go there. For me, I personally felt like, there was some undertone of, like I said, I'm not really a fan of, like, that bully mentality. And prior to, I had already been feeling like for the last few days, every day I walked in, I felt like it was, like, BB, 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 BB. And that night, I I was triggered. I was like, here we go again. They taking my words and, like, turning it into something it's not. And it's, once again, like, BB, it's on you and I don't know. I just felt like tonight's the night. I'm standing up for myself. If we got to fight and get it over <laughs> with, let's do it. But I'm not taking this anymore. And I think for both of us, what could have been just so small in a clarification of a conversation escalated. And I think after we both calmed down, we realized that. And that's why we were able to go outside. Granted, you only see a small clip of it, but it was a lengthy conversation. And it was like, yo, I was out of line. And it was like, yeah, I didn't handle it the best either. And really, you had a lot of personal stuff going on that had you just upset for the day. And I was just the person that you let it out on. And I was like, really, what just triggered me was you threatening to put your hands on me because I could have just went back and forth and cleared it up with words. But I feel like once you once you threaten to violate me for me, that takes me to another place. And now, like, let's go. And I think we both were able to realize, like, Girl, neither neither one of us have, like, a standing problem with each other. There was no beef between us beforehand. We didn't have any, like, ill will for each other. And we were like, this is just a long day. Some of us is having a bad day. My tone triggered you. Your words triggered me. And, and we, just had to, we just had to have one of them hash it out moments so that we could move forward. And we were able to apologize, to, to talk it out calmly after the fact and we were both able to move on now one of the positive points on the show it showcased your talent as a makeup artist because you made that um client's face really well and she was pleased so that was a positive of the show yes i love lux lux is um she was one of i think she was one of the i can't remember but i know she was one of the first few clients that came in and for her I know she was shooting like um, she had a big award show that she was hosting for the plus size industry and she was doing a photo shoot and a video shoot for her video because she's a music artist so it was um, it was a lot of things going on that day but I was glad that we could like get her together and that she was happy with everything and 
that like that's where I shine because for me that's what I came there for. I came there to work and I came there to to service clients and to and to do that, to take them from where they start to where they want to be and make them feel amazing. So for me, that's what I look forward to seeing more of those moments. So what is the ultimate goal of your brand beyond this show? <clears throat> Excuse me. For me, it's it's always been about the women. And it's been about being a voice for those who feel like they didn't have one, being the vision for people who feel like they're unseen, and being able to just encourage and uplift women in a way where there's a safe space for all of us to come to, where I can be something that I never got to see when I was coming up. Um, and also, I think just the, the way I am, I'm just a blunt, direct type of person. I live life unapologetically, and I'm like, you're going to get this, and you can receive it or you can not receive it. And I, I say this a lot. I think that we as people sometimes, we get caught up waiting for other people or for the masses to give us permission to be ourselves and to live and create the lives that we want to live. And I'm, I'm just like, girl, stop waiting. Like, right. every every one of us is on a journey, we're on a path, but, like, stop waiting around to get to the, the destination before you start allowing yourself grace and allowing yourself life. And let's, let's stop existing and start living, whatever that looks like for you. And I think that for a long time, media has made it seem like you have to be in this job, you have to look this way, you have to be this size, or you have to be this color, or your hair has to look like this, or you have to talk like this before you're acceptable and before you can go start trying to achieve your goals and, and live the life that you dream of. And I'm like, I'm like, forget that. Like, you could do it now while you're on your journey to whatever you want to be and stop caring what other people got to say and just do it for you. Because people are always going to have something to say. And so what matters is, you know, fulfill, fulfill your purpose, walk in the path that God has destined for you, and just enjoy the ride while you're doing it. And I hope that regardless of who people resonate with or what they take from the show, that they can look at the show overall and say, this is a full cast of minority women who are plus size, who have created a space for that plus size community. It's for all people. But it's also catered to fit these people who have been left out and usually are the afterthought or the add-on. And it's like, no, you guys were the first intention here. And we represent you. We represent everyday people who are still figuring it out, who aren't perfect, and um, who are just trying to pave a way. But in the process, we're literally just living our lives and while, while we go through that journey. And I just hope that more women take that and feel empowered to do the same. So we definitely will be tuning in weekly for the show, but do you have anything else happening that we could be on the lookout for? Well, myself and Taj do a bougie breakdown now for those um, like yourself who maybe like tune in and then you have questions or you want some little background or some clarity. And so we do a bougie breakdown live on Instagram every Friday now from um, 6 p.m. if you're on the West Coast, 9 p.m. if you're on the East Coast. And so for now, you guys can tune into there if you watch 
and you will let me get some clarity. Let me know what was really going on with that. Why did they do this or anything like that regarding the show? You guys can tune into that. Um, of course, if you're in the South Florida area, you can always make an appointment, www.bbdesireglam.com. We are open. You can get waxing, facials, makeup, lashes, um, nails, everything under the sun. There is a boutique as well, so you can shop and get some clothes. Um, but there, there's more good things to come. I can't, I can't spill all this you right now. Um, but I definitely want to just thank you for the opportunity and for the time to be able to come and speak with you because I am a fan and a follower of yours as well. Well, thank you. And I have been enjoying enjoying the show, and we're just on episode two. So I know it's a lot of exciting things coming up in the future episodes. I'm going to have to get you back and some of your cast members because this is definitely something that we want to make successful um, anytime we can see plus size women on television doing something positive, we definitely want to support. So thank Absolutely. you. So thank, thank you so you. much. And enjoy the rest of your day and, and please keep in touch. You do the same love. All right. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guests this evening, Brittany B.B. Martin, for being on the show. Make sure you check out Super Size Salon on WeTV every Friday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you miss it on there, you can catch it on All Black every Tuesday following its WeTV airing. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, Keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.